0: Come on, Faith Promise, how are you doing this weekend? Wow, come on. Thrilled you survived the flood of 2019. It's incredible to see you. One small act of generosity can, can just reverberate across the years and the decades. I got saved, you know, you guys know my story. It was, about, it was in the spring of 1982 Within a few months, I felt called to ministry. A couple more months after that, I was told that I should quit my job. I was a millwright making great money and go back to college and then go to seminary. So I just did what I was told. I had about $500 in the bank, lived by myself, single, and, uh, and I was getting ready to start UTC, start college, and the, the, the dues would be virtually every dime I had. And so I go the day to pay, the, pay the, the fees. I'd quit my job. I'm starting school, and I'm in a line. As I get to the, up to the bursar, she hands me this piece of paper that stays, it stays in this frame. It's in my office. I said, Robert, your fees have been paid by an anonymous friend. Good luck. Sue Rucker, cashier, bursar's office. I literally had a Pentecostal experience right there in that office. <laughs> I began to shout, cry, and cheer that one act of generosity, and I still to this day have no clue who did that, whether they're alive or dead, it set me on a path to know that I could trust God for wherever He would guide me. Are you with me? That one simple act of generosity, it, would, it, would, it made literally even you know decades later when I would have to trust God for millions of dollars it set a tone early on and we all have the ability to do that obedience and generosity to the obedience to the word of god and having a heart of generosity it's incredible now <clears throat> this is the last series it was i may extend this series a couple more weeks but this series has been on spiritual warfare we went all the way back to the book of genesis where we could hear the whisper of the forked tongue of lucifer beginning to try to sow seeds of doubt into Adam and Eve. Did God really say, did God really mean, and can you really trust God? God didn't really say not to eat of the tree. You really won't die if you eat it. And if you do eat it, you'll be just like God. God's trying to cheat you. Fast forward a few thousand years to a ragtag group of disciples who were bewildered, didn't know what to do, They are in the upper room in the city of Jerusalem, and they are waiting for this promise that Jesus tells them to wait for. Sort of what, partly, what we're doing now. We're meeting together, we're praying, we're praising, we're seeking the face of God together, and then suddenly God shows up. Let's read about it in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, They were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. So God explodes into the room. What if God exploded into this weekend? You ever show up to your campus, maybe early, praying, expecting, believing that God was going to move in a supernatural way? See, that's not typically how we prepare ourselves for corporate worship. But they had the promise that God would show up. What if if he did? What would we do? And that's, that's how we need to come to worship. So God shows up in the power of the Holy Spirit, does an incredible work. Now, there's 120 people in the room. Stop. Just stop for a second and realize. There's, this year's theme is follow the filling. Let me just promise you, there's enough of God's Spirit to go around. 120 of them are filled, and the, but, but God is not done. God records this moment for us in Acts chapter 2. It's the moment when the church is born into the world. Peter, one of Jesus's closest disciples, gets up and begins to preach because the room couldn't contain this miraculous thing that's going on. They all find themselves in the street and they're speaking in languages that the people understood, but they did not know. All these different languages, hearing it, people are being drawn. God is doing this incredible work. And suddenly, people begin to laugh. They're drunk, they're this. And Peter jumps up and said, hey, hold on, boys. Ain't nobody drunk. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. What's wrong with y'all? That's not what's going on. That's not the deal. Basically, the Jesus that y'all crucified not long ago, he was God. Basically, the Messiah that you were looking for, the one that you were hoping, you killed him. He's back from the dead. He's resurrected. He's our Savior. He's what you were praying for. And the people flip out. Oh, what have we done? Look at verse 37. And when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. Now listen, that's what you need to pray in your, in your time alone with God in the Word In your small group and when we gather in corporate worship that the word of God will be just as powerful today as it wasn't at Pentecost. It pierced them to the heart and the rest of the apostles, they said to them, what shall we do? Tell us what to do. So no matter where you are, any of our campuses this weekend, where you're listening to this message, you could be online at any of our campuses. It could be in the middle of the week because you were gone over the weekend and you're catching up. And and many of us ask the question, what do I do now? Some of you come this weekend and you're just sort of checking God out. You're checking the church deal out and your, your deal is, hey, what do I do? God we come to the strong name of Jesus, the one who was resurrected from the dead, that name that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord of the glory of God the Father. And we ask you to release the wind of heaven, to release your Holy Spirit, God, to release gifts and power, that your word would pierce us to the soul of who we are, that we will get and understand what does it mean to follow the filling of the Holy Spirit, that we will not be enamored by this wicked world, but we would live astonished, At you, mighty God, how could we let our focus falter in a sad second substitute for you that this world, the shiny stuff, God let us experience you like we never had before is our prayer in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Come on, somebody give God some praise (laughs) up in the house. Welcome, by the way, to all of our campuses Just so thrilled you came to be with us this weekend. God behind bars, listen. Matter of fact, I want you to all look in my eyes. I want you to hear something. We love you. I love you. Every campus, God behind bars. We are thrilled, honored guests. We are super stoked that you came to be a part of what God is doing. We wanna help you do your next step. And one of those is putting God first. And all all there's up, seek ye first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Now, we just finished the devotion book, Follow the Filling. Some of you have just done it for a second time. Some of you will do it several times. Man, just rock on, baby. Just get all you want to get. And it's exciting, so we're going to spend the rest of this year literally talking about learning, about teaching, preaching, about what does it mean, how do we walk out what we have learned in following the filling. And right now I'm doubly excited because we're actually working on the book for 2020. And you say, man, how can you work the book in 2020? Well, if we're gonna print 15,000 books and get them done and get them ready, you gotta start now. And so, we've, so I gave them the theme probably three or four months ago and now we've dissected the, the and, and our passage for next year is gonna be the passage that we're gonna read in Acts chapter two. This is gonna be our theme for next year. Now Jesus is gone. He has been crucified, buried, resurrected on Easter, revealed himself to about his closest 500 followers, ascends to heaven, and then leaves in clear instructions. <clears throat> Christ is clear. Our commander-in-chief is very clear in his instructions. It's one of our values of faith Promise: Tell them of him. Go tell them of him. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples. That means win them. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, he left us clear instructions. Let me ask you, you're at a job that maybe a dad or a mom or a boss or someone gave you a giant job and said, hey, I'll be back, get this done while I'm gone. Maybe it's clean the garage up. Maybe it's some mow the yard. Clean your bedroom. But you walk and you look at it and you say, dear Lord, where do I start? Have you ever done that? You walk out in the garage and you say, oh, I'm going to go get a Coke. and yet we, So Jesus left us with this giant job, this massive mission, which is to go and make disciples of all the nations. All of us are commanded. If you have bowed your knee to Jesus, that great commission applies to you. Now, what's what's incredible is this early church knew exactly where to begin. They lay it out for us in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Peter has just finished sermon. So then those who received his word were baptized. And that day there were added about, what? 3,000 souls. Boom, day one. Boom, they're a mega church, day one. People say, "I I don't like big churches. Well, you'd have hated the book of Acts. (laughs) You'd have hated this day. They go 120 in the prayer meeting, boom, 3,000. It took Faith Promise 10 years to get to 2,000 from their inception. It took longer than that to get to 3,000. Here they are, 120 people. Day one, they baptized 3,000 people. Are you with me? Boom, God is doing incredible things. If we will follow the filling, if we will surrender up our rights and our privileges and obey the word of God, I'm telling you, only heaven can record what our God will do in sin and revival. I don't know about you, but I want some of that. I need me some of that. So let's look at 42 through 47, Acts chapter two. And they were continually doing what? And they were every now and then, Continually. See, here's the problem. We want Pentecostal power with a part-time participation. We want to be somewhat devoted and have all of God. They were wholly devoted. Why don't you watch what they were devoted to? It's just a heads up for 2020. You'll probably remember this. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the word of God, fellowship, breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of what? Awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And the, all those who believed were, were together and had all things in common. It didn't say they left that church because they were mad. Because Peter hurt their feelings. Are you with me? There wasn't any place else to go. Ooh, man, I could camp out here. And they began to sell their property and possessions and were sharing with them all as anyone had need. Day by day, every day, continually with one mind in the temple, breaking bread, house to house. They were in small groups already. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to them. that incredible? Listen. Man, does that sound like faith promise to you? Well, I, you know some of that. You know, come on, we can, some of that. See, I think if Doctor Jesus were to show up with his stethoscope and his diagnostic tools, right there in that passage is where he would stick them. I call them the vital signs of the church. It's the EKG. It's the blood pressure. It's your pulse. It's your temperature. Uh, Of the body, this is is what matters to Jesus. Now, I don't know about y'all, I may be the only crazy, but let me tell you, at Pellissippi campus, I want to experience the awe of God. Is anybody with me? I mean the awe of God. Here, come on, what about our other, what about it, Blunt? Man, I don't know about you, but I want to feel the sense of awe. Oh, God is doing incredible incredible working buck. What about Anderson? What about some signs of wonders at our Anderson campus? How about some signs at Farragut? There was a great sign last weekend. We had such a low attendance. The water was everywhere. In. Farragut had a record attendance. Way to go. You couldn't even get there. Way to go, Farragut. Incredible. How about some miracles at North Knoxville? I'm telling you, Pastor, Mike baker is looking for some miracles over there. What about some souls saved this week at God Behind Bars? How about, some, how about some captives freed at our Campbell County campus? What about a mighty move of God online as some of you guys are worshiping with us? It's illegal for you to worship or have a Bible where you're at. Man, we love you. We're with you. We're praying for you. You are not alone. Come on, somebody in the house. So if we look at this passage and we say, you know, it's not really us. Why? Do we need a little more devotion? Because, see, they were wholly devoted. Do we need, do we, what, 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 what do we need? Do we need a, a purpose, a common focus and unity like they have? Maybe, maybe we're missing a little spirit of generosity. Did y'all catch that? See, one of our values of faith promises, we give generously. It's just a value. We give ourselves, we give our time, we give of our gifts, we serve the body. And we give of our, we give of our treasure, we give of our money. Why? Because we are still committed to help real people with real problems experience the real, the only true, real love of Jesus Christ as Lord. Does this make sense? Now, in this month, it's been spiritual warfare, shadow of a doubt. We talked about loving others Like God loves people. We've talked about serving others like Jesus served others. We've talked about suffering for the gospel like Jesus suffered for us. We're gonna finish this strong because here's the deal it may be a struggle, it may be a battle, and for so many believers it is, but we are gonna learn to be generous people because God wants us to be generous. Y'all believe that? Come on, not as fired up about that, are you? Like a little more all than money. See, can I tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God wants us to be generous like him. Do y'all believe that? Twelve of you. Do y'all believe that? Come on, somebody at Anderson, do y'all believe that, man? That's what God wants. Let's go back and put a little stethoscope on you. Raw and real, are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, listen. I can't get in your grill about anything better than money. So I'm in the grill, man. I'm all up in your, come on, I'm in your business. 45 and 40, 44 and 45, all those who had believed were together and they had all things in common and they began selling their property, their possessions, and were sharing them with all as anyone might have a need. Does that sound like generosity to you? Come on, did, did, any, did, did you hear anybody being forced to give right then? No, man, they, see, the heart of these brand new, uneducated, untrained believers, followers of Jesus, were, they were just generous because they had been filled. They were generous. And that's what God wants this community to be. Now, Micah, started, Micah shared at the beginning of this sermon. How a little bitty single domino can't do much, but a bigger one and a bigger one and a bigger one. As they begin to fall, they'll knock over the Empire State Building. As we begin to give little and more and more, as more and more of us join the generosity journey, and dom- do- those dominoes get bigger and bigger and bigger, it is incredible. Generosity unlocks the power in community and reveals the power of the gospel. Because that's what's happening in Acts chapter two. So if you don't like it, Talk to God. Because by the way, you will one day. Listen, I love you, and I could give a rip less about your money. We got plenty of money. It's not about, God. listen, God's not broke. He owns, that. he owns the universe. Matter of fact, he said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. God said, if I didn't need would I call y'all? God said, no, man, I got, I got it. I got it. But you will stand accountable to Jesus as a steward of your resources, and I'm gonna tell you what, I'd be terrified to stand before God, and he looked at you and say, why did you not bring the tide to the storehouse? Can you think of a good enough excuse? Because there's not one. There's not one. Anybody run any owls on that, huh? Yeah, wait a minute, preacher, hold up now. You mean God wants me to sell everything? No, God don't want you to sell everything. But would you recognize the spiritual warfare that's raging across our campuses right now? Would you feel what's going on in this room as we talk about money because so many of us worship our money that even the thought of giving it creates this battle within us? See, greed focuses on possession. Generosity focuses on people. Come on. And God's about people. The problem is we live in a stuff society. More stuff. I make more money. If I get more stuff, I'm going to be happy out there. My next raise, I'll be happy. You haven't been happy yet. You started out making a minimum wage 30 years ago. Now you're making $100,000 a year. When do you think it will be enough to make you happy? It's an inside job, not an outside job. If you don't have the joy of the Lord now, listen, I don't care how much money you make. It'll never be enough. Jesus demonstrated for us on the cross the most generous sacrificial act of all of humanity. Jesus' focus was on people. Does this make sense? God's people are giving people. And if you're sitting there, you say, but Pastor, I know I'm saved. I just don't want to give. Then you have a heart issue. I love you. I want you to be, I listen, I, I wish everybody this campus, everybody at our, every campus of this church would be rich. Debt free. Debt free, man, that's what I pray for you. But listen, as long as money's got you by the choke, by the short hairs, you're not going to be free. So the war's raging right now. Can you feel it? Can y'all feel it or is it just me? See, I've been praying, God, help me read the room. And man, I, listen, I can feel it. I just feel people bristling right now. I knew it all. He cares about is money. Listen, if you don't want to give, don't give. Keep it. Amen, I'm smiling. <laughs> See, most of you, most of us are not greedy. We want to be generous. The real question is what kind of giver are you? So I want you to be wrong real with yourself. I'm going to give you three kind of givers and you tell me which one you are. The first giver, we're going to call that a flint giver. You give whenever it strikes your fancy. Oh, we ought to help that. We ought to pay for it. We ought to, we ought to, we ought to give. We ought to do that. We ought, we ought, to, we ought to do this. See, flint givers, they only, they're, they're spontaneous sparks of generosity only. In the recent survey, one out of ten believers, they said that biblical generosity should be when I feel led. Have you got a lead ball in your pocket? It should be when I, when I fell lead. I think it should be spontaneous. Yeah, giving should be spontaneous. There's an incredible, but you gotta be prepared to give spontaneously. There's a guy who goes to this camp. His name's Butch, one of my great friends, Butch and Linda. Butch keeps a $100 bill in his pocket and a card every day, every way in case he feels led to give that money away. He's got a card to tell him why he gave him that money. See, that's spontaneous generosity. You got to be prepared for spontaneous generosity. There's another couple in our church. Man, they uh, man, just incredible. They, well, let me roll on. See, I got some good news, and this is the deal. If money is your struggle, in the next couple weeks I'm gonna tell you how to overcome it. Today we're talking about generosity. In the next couple weeks, we're not gonna deal with generosity. We're gonna deal for how do you get out of debt, how you can live. Are you with me? How you, man? What, what are the biblical principles so that I can get on top of my money instead of underneath my money? So we're gonna, we're going to deal with that because we want you to be free. Amen. Are you with me? Generous. So, man, don't miss the next two weekends. Going to be incredible. That's what we want to do. Okay. The next giver, the next kind of giver, is a sponge giver. They only give it when you squeeze it out of them. Does that make sense? They give, but they hate it. See, sponge givers gotta be squeezed like a tube of toothpaste. That's why churches preach on money and hammer it, because they're trying to squeeze it out of some stingy people. Does that make sense? Two out of 10 Christians say that's their deal, stingy. It's religious givers. Jesus talked about in Matthew 23, 23. Look at this, this is incredible. Woe to you, I wish we had time to break down that word. That's an incredible word, woe. Scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe, mint and dill and cumin, and you've neglected the weight of your provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. Man, you, these things you should have done, which is tithe, but you should have not forgotten the other part. See, I'm going to get my 10% and not a nickel more. Man, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it, but, man, I don't, I'm not excited about it. That's, I'm obligated. Does that sound like Acts 2 to y'all? No, that's not a sense of awe. That's just, it's not where people are. And so let me give you a third kind, a of giver. Are you ready? Third kind of giver is a, honey, is a honeycomb giver. I love honeycomb. You ever eat honeycomb? It's incredible. Get you some. You chew, oh, I love it. See, generous givers, man, honeycomb givers are just overflowing with generosity, like a honeycomb overflowing with honey. They just love to give. They're Honeycomb givers, they, they're just generous. You all know people like that, honeycomb givers, don't you? We got a couple ladies at Faith Promise, sisters that go here, and, uh, and they said, hey, uh, they, they really reorged their lives so they could give at a level four at a lavish level. I'll give you those in a minute. And they said, hey, Pastor, we don't have kids, and so is it okay if we put Faith Promise and leave everything we have in our will to Faith Promise? No, we won't take that. Of course it is. Sell our putting faith promise in our will. We're going to tithe all the way after we die. Why would I give it to her children? We'd rather give it to God. Come on. So and so we, there's there's another couple that called our CFO Aaron and said, Hey, what's the debt? How much do we owe? And they gave him the number. And they took the biggest piece of that, sacrificially gave. They said, Hey, we want to be part of paying this debt off. Are y'all with me? So let me ask you a question. If you're listening to him, hey, what kind of giver are you? Are you flint? Whenever it sort of strikes your fancy. Are you sponge? You gotta be squeezed. Are you just like a honeycomb? It just flows. Now, some of you, there's a fight going on in you. The Bible calls that it's spiritual warfare, and there's a battle with the old, new, old you. The Bible calls it flesh or old nature, and with the Spirit of God, there's a battle that's raging. Does that, does that make sense? Can you hear the hissing of the serpent? That's not you. Hissing. God knows where you are. He's, he's not talking to you. You have debt. And you got kids. Man, your kids are this, and, and you got things to do. You got to give when you feel led. You got to give when you have more money. Down the road, you're going to give. You feel that? The battle that rages within all of us. See, here's the truth. If you're a Christ follower, generosity is not optional for a follower of Jesus. See, it's just not an option. Look at Acts 2 one more time. Let me show you, just add the flow out of their generosity. Verse 46, and day by day, they had one mind in the temple, breaking bread, hallelujah, praise God, house to house, taking their meals together. That's what my, our small group loves to do, eat. And with glad sincerity of heart, because they were doing all that, they were praising God, having favor with all the people, lost people, recognized God was doing something. And the Lord was adding to the number day by day those that were being saved. See, when we give generously, when we honor God like that, we get what God can do. You want to find community. You want to find purpose. You want to find unity. You want to be a part. It costs if you want to be a part of that. Your salvation costs Jesus his life. And as we come together as we are wholly devoted, I'm telling you, as we, as we don't hold out, as we put God first in our finances and we, we begin to give generously, I'm telling you, it will end up, God will add to, add to his church daily those that are being saved. Does that make sense? Are you all out there? Beyond a shadow of a doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if we give like God gives, we'll get to see what God can do. Now, in your seat, there's a commitment card. Just go ahead and pull it out. Just pull it out. So here's the deal. We have four levels of giving. Uh, we, which one are you? Level one is a beginner. You're at church. You never thought you'd go. You thought the roof would cave in if you ever came, and the roof is still good. But you're here, and you started dropping a few bucks in the offering. You're a beginner. That's good, man. Praise God. You're on the journey. Proud of you. Add a boy, add a atta girl. Way to go. Number two. You're a learner. That means you, you, you started giving and you liked it. You felt good about that. So you, you put God in your budget because everything that matters is in your budget, right? You have a budget, don't you? Yeah, okay, we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. You can get that crap straightened up right now in the house. No wonder you're in financial trouble. You don't have a budget. Mr. Budget's not nice, but we still invite Mr. Budget into our house. Learner. Then we moved to core, which is 10%, where now we've hit the biblical. We're bringing our tithes to the storehouse. And then number four is lavish. It means you give beyond your tithe. So here's the deal. If you're brand new, I would challenge you to jump in at level three. That's what I did when I got saved to dove right into level three, which is, which is tithing. But you say, man, I, I, I don't know. If, you'll, if you try that, you haven't done it before, you tried that, you tied for 90 days. If you're not glad, you did. We'll give all your money back. We want, to, we, want to help, we want to let you borrow some of our faith. But if, you're just, if you want to start a beginner or if you're already on the journey, here's the deal. I want to challenge you to go up a level. Go, just go up a level. For a beginner, go learner, learner, move to tithe, tither, move up to just give God. One, just, I'm going to give God an extra percent this year. I'm just going to move up. See, if you're, if you're managing your money well, which we're going to talk about next weekend, are you with me? And, and so... Then, then you're able to do that. So do me a favor, fill that out. Now, if you are struggling financially, on the other side is I'd like to attend a class on biblical practical ways to manage money. If you're struggling with money, listen to me, listen to me, look up here, every campus, look up. If you're listening, say I am. I am. If you're having trouble with money, get into this class. Well, I'm gonna fix it. Well, you hadn't fixed it yet. You're 43, been broke all your life. Are you with me? Get into class. Let us help you. Come on. Does this make sense? And we, listen, we've got to do great things. So put that in a minute when the offering book comes by, drop these in because I want to pray over them. And, man, every day and believe God to do some serious financial miracles in your life. You say, Pastor, you have no idea how deep in debt we are. There's no way. I'm going to tell you, our God's bigger than your debt. Our God's bigger than your debt. But you want God's help, then you've got to, you've got to put God first in your finances. I'm going to tell you what, 90% with the favor of God is way better than 100% without it. Are you with me? And so, man, it's up to you. It's up to you. So some of you say, man, I'm not going to do that. Well, of course you're not. You're not born again yet. You're never generous to somebody you don't know. I'm more generous to Michelle than anybody else on the planet because I love her more than anybody else except Jesus. I told her when we were dating, baby, you'll always be too. I said, but let me tell you, if I keep you two and Jesus one, I'll be a better husband and father. Right. So you'll always be two. I mean, just, Jesus will be one, head and shoulders, you'll be two. If we have kids, they'll be way, <laughs> way down there. So I'm generous generous her because I love her. So when you, when you begin to meet God, and love God, you, you just get generous with it, amen? So. We're, we'll give more this year than any year in the history of life because we give more and more every year. We just love it. We love it. We do it. There are years we don't get raised. That ain't no big deal. We still God's first. So, but if you if you hadn't put him if you hadn't made him Lord of your life, then then you're not going to do that. So here's you know, I'm not talking about getting religious. I'm talking about signing over your life away to the CEO of heaven, God. He'll forgive your sins and give you a brand new start and an incredible life. But you give God all authority. Are you with me? So give your heart to Jesus, you're about to sign your life away. You don't think anything about signing a 30-year mortgage away. How about just sign it all to God and say, okay, God, it's all yours. It's messy, but it's yours. God says, let me work in some mess. God is great in a mess. So if you're ready to experience God, if you're ready to give your heart to him at all of our campuses with every head bowed and every eye closed, Pray this simple prayer with us. Dear Jesus, I've messed it up. I've done it without you. Wow, there's no hope. Would you forgive me? Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I sign to you my whole life. My finances, my dreams, my future are in your hands put my name in your book. I will follow you by faith in Jesus' name. Now, heads bowed, eyes closed. Do me a favor. If you just prayed that prayer with me, opens your heart up to Jesus. Would you just slip your hand up? Just slip it up. It's me and the Lord. Anybody look around? Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, put them down. All right, look up here. Hands across the room. Thank you, Jesus. God is always saving people, adding to the number daily, those that were being saved. That's what Acts says. And so come on, give my give God some praise for people. So here's the deal. If you just prayed that prayer, you raise your hand. Here's your next step. Your next step is fill this card out. Check the circle down there. I'm making a first time decision to follow Jesus. I need to be baptized. Just fill it, put in the offering uh, bucket, and we'll be in touch. We'll help you go to your next step. Now, if you've not done our Next Steps experience, this is week one. We're gonna get in, it's via video, 6.15 on Saturday, 11.30 at every campus on Sunday. So here's the deal. Man, you can stay and go to that, Uh, do that. We're gonna get in my truck. and we're gonna take a trip down memory lane, I'm gonna tell you where Faith Promise started, where we've been, where we're going, and how you can be a part of advancing the kingdom of God. Incredible, you're gonna love it. So that happens at all of our campuses. You can just go to that uh, in your service today, whatever campus you're at. Or if you can't go this weekend, just sign, I like to attend Next Step. sign that. We'll be back in touch. Just put those cards in the offering buckets. Has it been good to be in the house of God? Come on, has it been good? And we're thrilled at what God is doing, excited. We're thrilled you're here. We're thrilled. And so as we prepared our hearts to give, and some of you, you just committed. A lot of ways you can give. Michelle and I give online, we just set it up recurring. Actually, we didn't set it up, she did. That's a little beyond my technological ability. I can call people on my phone as far as it goes. She set up recurring giving. It's just as soon as we we get paid, God gets the first 10% and he gets more because we just love to give. And so because you're generous, we get to do stuff around the world. You have planted in India and Pakistan Hundreds, you have provided the funds for hundreds, if not a few thousand churches in Pakistan and India where it's hard sledding with the gospel because of your generosity. Some will give the first time, way to go. You can give outside on the kiosk. You can text it, you can give. Some of you, if you're a young adult, you've never had a check. That's all right, my boys have never had a check. So no big deal. You can, tell, you can do all kind of ways. Come on, let's pray and our ushers are coming. God, we love you. We thank you. We're grateful for your hyper generosity. God, we pray that you would bless this time. God, that you bless every giver. I pray, God, for financial freedom across every campus. I pray, God, that we will bust debt loose. I pray we'll get budgets. I pray we'll get freed up. I pray we'll get filled up. And God, we'll be able to be generous beyond our wildest dreams because we're no longer giving our money to Visa and everywhere else. But God, we're gonna get faithful in how we handle the gift of money. So God, would you fill us and thrill us as we bless you in Jesus' name, all God's people said. Come on, give God a shout of praise, wouldn't you?